Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike, the Hebrew Hammer Brown. Welcome to opening night of the NFL uh, Rams Bills tonight. We have uh, some very exciting Houston Rockets news to bring you, as we always do here at The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. So, uh, I am very, very blessed to have everybody that has joined the room, join the room. As always, if you would like to come up on stage, hit that request to speak button. I would love to bring you up on stage to talk all things Houston Rockets. We've got some uh, just general news we want to get to. And then the meat of today's show is going to be like we published earlier, the top Mike Brown's top three storylines for this season. We are less than three weeks from media day. So the season is upon us. It is a very, very exciting time to be a Houston Rockets fan. So we hope you will choose to join us throughout the season. Um, It is our intention uh, and we will get it executed for a third year in a row to be your stop directly after Houston Rockets games, either myself, Jeremy, or both of us together will be live here on Spotify Live for the post-game show. So we are very excited to announce that. Uh, so we will have 82 podcasts throughout the season here on Spotify Live to break down all things Houston Rockets as soon as that game is over. So that's a pretty exciting uh, update that we have for everybody. So let's get to our first topic of the night, the 2K ratings uh, for the Houston Rockets came out. And we live in a world now, not only now, but over the past couple of years, where all of these guys, whether it's the NFL with the Madden ratings, whether it's the NBA with the 2K ratings, it's a thing now. You go to social media, you post about your ratings. So we will obviously touch on that here on the show. Houston Rockets top rated player is, no shocker here, Garrison Matthews. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it is Jalen Green with an 82 ranking. It's up two points from his rating from last year. Uh, his biggest jump that he had with his rating was his dunking ability that jumped up to a 91. Uh, so that's very exciting for one Jalen Green. Uh, the other notable rating to touch on the show on tonight is Jabari Smith Jr. Comes in at a 78, who's tied with Paolo Boncaro as the highest rated rookie in the class, right ahead of Chet Holmgren at a 77, and Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray, who come in at a 76. Jay Sean Tate, other notable note, comes in at a 78. Uh, so that is actually his same ranking that he had last year. So 
Jay Sean Tate stays the same. Uh, Alperen Shengun, Kevin Porter Jr., both listed as a 77, who both of those guys down from their ratings from last year. They were actually at a 70, 78 last year. So something to keep in mind. These ratings do not matter. I get that they're fun. I get that you can you know, use it as a talking point on a show like this. But in the end of the day, these ratings do not matter. They mean nothing. They are a uh, viewpoint of the creators of this game as to what they believe these guys are going to do this or how they're going to do this season, if you will. So pretty cool to, to see, but in the long run means very, very little. Uh, let's get to the Euro basket update of today's show. Uh, we've touched on it before. It's pretty cool to see what Alperen Shangun has been doing the last couple, uh, I would say the last 10 days or so. His play has significantly improved. Uh, they are giving him a lot of run, a lot of pub right now with his performances over the past 10 days or so. Uh, we have reached the point of the single elimination uh, portion of Euro Basket. Uh, the two names to look at for the Rockets, obviously Alperen Sengun, Usman Garuba. Uh, both of these guys will play on Saturday, 5 a.m. Saturday morning, Turkey versus France, uh, 1.45 p.m. Central Standard Time, Spain versus Lithuania. So those two games are two games to keep your eyes on as Rockets fans on Saturday. If for whatever reason you're up at 5 a.m. and you'd like to watch Turkey and France, please go ahead and do so. Check out Usman Garuba and, or excuse me, Alperen Sengun and then uh, Usman Garuba in the 145 game when they take on Lithuania. So let's get to the meat of today's show. And if you would like to join in on the, on the conversation, you hit that request to speak button. I'll bring you up on stage. We're going to get to Mike Brown's top three storylines for the Houston Rockets heading into 2022-2023. And this in no way, shape, or form represents any beliefs of the Dream Shake, Rockets, whoever. This is what I believe are the three biggest storylines. And I'm going to go in cascading order, so three, two, one. So the third most important storyline for me for this season is Steven Silas. And I know we have talked about Steven Silas, his performance, his abilities on this show on a pretty regular basis. But now that I'm doing my storylines for this season, I think he is the third most fascinating storyline to watch for this season. Because I think that there's three separate camps of Rockets fans. And you guys can correct me. You know, that that microphone button is available to anybody and everybody. My opinion on Steven Silas on the three camps. Number one, you feel like he's not the guy. He's going he's gonna, to he, he's gonna get fired at some point this season. The second being that you believe that he is not the long-term answer, but he survives this season. They fire him in the offseason. The third camp is you guys feel like he is the right guy to have as the head coach of this team for the next three to five years. 
Me personally, I'm in the camp. I don't think he makes it through the season. I think he's going to get let go uh, at probably closer to the all-star break. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I feel like they hired his replacement already. I think it's Lionel Hollins. I think that the Houston Rockets, to keep it local here in Houston, are going to are going through what the Houston Texans went through when they hired David Culley. You know, David Culley was an assistant in the in the NFL for I think thirty some odd years. Stephen Silas, assistant in the NBA for twenty years before he got his first coaching gig. Uh, David Culley did not perform well in the one year that he was the head coach of the the Houston Texans. Stephen Silas has not performed well in his first two years as the head coach of the Houston Rockets. There are similarities. Do I think that Stephen Silas is a better coach at his profession than David Culley was at his profession? I do. I think that Stephen Silas comes from a very good lineage with his dad, Paul Silas. So do I think that if he gets let go by the Rockets, if he gets fired, will he never get another job in the NBA again? a head coaching position? No, I don't think that at all. I just think that his offensive philosophy is not right for what this team needs to do long-term. I don't think that he's done enough in my eyes to warrant anything more than, than a Gesundheit at the beginning you know, of the year if he sneezes. You know, the way that I look at it is he's not the guy. But that's a that's my my third most fascinating storyline of this season is Steven Silas and his eventual uh or not his eventual his future with the Houston Rockets. My second most fascinating storyline of this season is Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin I, that I don't know what his future entails, very similarly to uh, to Stephen Silas. You know, the way I look at it is Kevin Porter Jr., day one is the starting point guard of the Houston Rockets for this season. Do I think that the Rockets are best suited to have him as the starting point guard? No. But is he going to be the starting point guard? Yeah, because there's not a better option. Now, guys, you know, individuals who watch – or listen to this show, I should say, draft night, I'm a big Ty Ty Washington guy. I think Ty Ty Washington is exactly what this team needs. He's DJ Augustine with a little bit more game. So Kevin Porter Jr., not only as the his role as the starting point guard of this team, but also as a member of this team who, you know, the, the there's multiple stories available out there that, the Rockets and Kevin Porter Jr. are working towards an extension. What does that look like? You know, we've talked about and, and conjectured about years and terms and, you know, how much money we're talking about. No one knows. So he's, if the Rockets and, and Kevin Porter Jr. do not get a deal done before the beginning of this season, it's going to be fascinating to watch throughout the season you know, does he play with that much bigger of a chip on his shoulder? I think he does. If he does, he's going to work his way into a bigger contract than what he has now, which if I'm the Rockets and he shows a massive amount of progression uh, with his game, his ability to potentially 
uh, average, you know, closer to, to nine or 10 or 11 assists a game. If he can do that, then I think he deserves that starting point guard uh, designation, you know, not only for this year, but years moving forward. You know, the, the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about with, uh, as it pertains to storylines for the year, is going to be what the Rockets do win-wise for this year and how it sets them up for the draft. I'm not going to say that's a fascinating storyline for me because I'm tired of talking draft 20 games into a season. I'm done with it. This would be the third year in a row that we've done that. And I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm so sick and tired of, you know, fans who, you know, and I get the tweets, you know, uh, our listeners reach out to, you know, myself and other, you know, members of the Rockets community. And first of all, thank you for doing that. And I'm not upset or, or taken back by that, but I don't want to talk about what the Rockets' chances are at Victor Wenbanyama or Scoot Henderson, because that would mean that the Rockets have to be, you would think, a bottom four team in the league. If the Rockets are the fifth worst team in the league and the ping pong balls happen to bounce their way, you know, for what would be the first time in three years and they end up with the number one pick, okay, that's fine. But a fascinating storyline is not going to be draft talk for next year, because that would mean that we are essentially punting on this season again and, you know, not looking at their ability to improve their roster right now. You know, my pops and I were talking about prior to this show, you know, guys like Cam Reddish, you know, what would it take for the Rockets to be in on a guy like Cam Reddish? What would it take for the Rockets to potentially get in on a I don't know. I, I mean, they're Clint Capella, you know, in Atlanta, would the Rockets look into potentially bringing him back because you still don't have anybody on this roster that can defend the rim on a consistent enough basis. And don't bring me this Eurobasket talk of Alperen Shangun. Has he looked good, you know, in Eurobasket? Yes. Call me, text me, tweet me, you know, carrier pigeon me when he does it on on, uh, you know, against the likes of DeAndre Ayton or uh, Joel Embiid. Sean says, rather be in on LaMelo Ball. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't know why Charlotte would be looking to get rid of a LaMelo Ball, but I'll tell you this, that's a name that gets me really excited. That's a name that gets me all in on this Rockets team once again. You know, and it's not a, and, and I don't, and if you want to tweet me, uh, I finally changed over uh, the Twitter handle. So you can follow me at bottoms up fins up. So that's B O T T O M S F I N S. No bottoms up fins up. That's too many letters to try and spell here on the live podcast. Um, but tweet me if you think that I'm not all in on this Rockets team. Because I'm not. You can call me a bad fan if you say that I'm not all in on this Rockets front office, this Rockets ownership group, because I'm not. Now, I said it at the top of the show, here at the Dream Take, we are going to do a show after every single Rockets game this year, preseason, hopefully postseason. We are the only podcast out there in the game that does that. 
So shout out to all of our incredible listeners, Pops, Sean, Ryan, Adam, all you guys that are with us every single game. We appreciate it. We're going to be doing that again this year. So I'm going to be watching every game. But if you ask me in truth serum me and say, are you all in on the, the Houston Rockets organization right now? No, I'm not. And it's because they are playing the safe game. And I get it. I understand it. I don't have to like it. I don't have to agree with my uh, very talented co-host, Jeremy Brenner, who says that this is the best, you know, this is the best path forward is to build through the draft and build your assets and yada, yada, yada. Okay, that's fine. I acknowledge that's a path you can take. I don't have to agree with it, and I don't. So, you know, I'm not going to say that one of my more fascinating, you know, draft, one of my more fascinating storylines is the draft talk. Sean says, honestly, losing sucks, but it's nice to have a young team with no expectations to lessen your sports stress. You know, it's interesting, Sean, that, that you say that because, you know, on the, the other show that I host, Bottoms Up, Fins Up for the Fins Talk Sports Network, see us on uh, YouTube or on uh, Twitter doing a bunch of incredible things over there right now, uh, all of us as a network. You know, we were talking about that. You know, the Miami Dolphins, you know, go out, and we won't have too much Dolphins talk, but just real quick, you know, when the Dolphins go out and get a guy like a Tyreek Hill and a Teron Armstead and Cedric Wilson and making the moves that they've made, you're telling your fan base that we're not punting on this season, no pun intended. You are telling your fan base that we give a damn, that we are invested in trying to get us as close to a championship as possible. And if you're not making moves like that, what is the message you are sending to your fan base? Because the moves that the Rockets are making is, and this I'm not saying this is wrong or right. The moves that the Rockets have made these past two plus years are telling the fan base that we are not interested in challenging for a championship right now. And people will be like, well, no shit, Mike. Like, yes, I get that, right? I'm acknowledging that that's where the fan base or that's where the front office is with the building of this roster, with the moves that they are making. And my viewpoint is if that's what they are doing, which they are, then we as fans have the right to say, that's fine. Don't call me for season tickets. Don't email me about 10 game, you know, ticket plans because I'm not going to spend my hard earned money going to watch a team that I can watch on TV for free at home. That's my point. That's why I'm frustrated with the moves that they have made. And I'm just saying it's not for everybody. My viewpoint is not for the masses. I would say truth serum, the entire Rockets fan base, Sean, they are going to take the uh, viewpoint that you, you know, just outlined that less stress. We can talk about the draft. We can do this. We can do that. It's not fun for me, man. It's not fun to watch a roster that most nights they're not going to compete at a high enough level to keep me interested throughout the entire game. Now I'm going to watch the game, but there's a difference between watching it because you have to. And watching it because you are 
excited about Rockets Lakers, Rockets Celtics, things like that. Let's get to the final uh, top storyline for Mike Brown in this upcoming season. It is the progression of two guys. Actually, you know what? I'll put, yeah, I'll put the, the two guys that are, that I am most interested in watching the progression of Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. Now, you're going to say, Mike, what about Tari Eason? What about Ty Ty Washington? What about Alperen Shangun? That's fine. Number three, if, if you were going to, you know, ask me to name a third, it would be Alperen Shangun. But the way that I look at it is the rocket season is going to go as Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. go. J- you know, and for Jalen Green, it's about taking those next steps forward. And if you miss those steps as I outlined them, you can go check out two shows ago. Um, I broke down his numbers and where he needs to, uh, you know, improve as it pertains to those stats. You know, improving his three-point percentage, getting better on defense, moving his points per game, you know, incrementally higher, average a couple more rebounds a game, average a couple more assists per game. Um, So Jabari Smith Jr. then, you know, in his rookie campaign, how close are the Rockets to having their superstar duo for years to come? So, and a reason why I bring that up is because if you are going down this road of building for the future, building for the future, well, you got to start with the foundation, right? You have to look at the pieces that you have. Jalen Green, for the way that he performed last year, is a foundational piece. However, is he a generational talent that you can look to and say, this is our guy. This is our version of Akeem Olajuwon. This is our version. I'm not going to say Yao Ming, uh, but is this, this is our version of James Harden. This is our guy that we can look to and we can say that this is our generational, bona fide, cannot miss talent. Because if not, then the Rockets have some work to do in identifying a guy in either next year's draft and utilizing draft capital to go get that type of guy, a.k.a. a Scoot Henderson, a.k.a. a Victor Wenbanyama, to pair with a guy like Jalen Green, who can be that next star, you know, think the Dwayne Wade to the LeBron James. That's what you would be looking to acquire, and Jalen Green would be that Dwayne Wade for that generational superstar talent that you would be looking to acquire. So that is my, those are my three storyline, three most fascinating storylines for the year. Kevin Porter Jr., Steven Silas, and the progression of Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. And we're just going to give you a little tease of that tonight. We're obviously going to discuss that in much more depth as we get closer to the season. Uh, we do have some other breaking news today. The Rio Grand Valley Vipers uh, had a pretty big hole to fill with losing their uh, head coach, who's now one of the assistants to Steven Silas. Uh, after coach Abdul Fatah led the Vipers to their fourth championship this past year, uh, the Vipers have hired uh, Mr. Nate Burleson. Uh, give me one second. 
I want, yeah, so Burleson, a Seattle native, played one year uh, in the NBA with the Charlotte Bobcats. He did go on to play several seasons overseas and in the NBA D-League, finishing his career with the Egyptian team, uh, Al Idhihad Alexandria. His coaching career started with the Rockets in 2014 as a player development coach, so it is great to bring him back into uh, the fold after leaving the Rockets in 14 from uh, he was here from 2014 to 2017. He then moved on to be an associate head coach for the G League Iowa Wolves. Um, so it is great to have that role filled with the Rio Grande uh, Vipers. Uh, it's incredible uh, to bring back Mr. Burleson, who was, you know, once again, excuse me, not Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson was a wide receiver for the Seahawks. Uh, Nate, or excuse me, Kevin Burleson. So we welcome Kevin Burleson to the Rockets family. Uh, with all that being said, we are going to go ahead and wrap the show up for tonight. Thank you all so much for being a part of this show. Uh, as you guys are so often, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, well, looks like we have a speaker before we wrap up the show. Let's go out to Pops in Sugarland. Pops, what's going down? Hey, Michael, how y'all doing tonight? Um, good, man. The only thing I'm going to say, just I know you want to, you're going to sign off here pretty quick, is, is I understand the part about the, you know, watching your team with no stress and enjoyment. Well, you know, my feeling is if you want no stress and enjoyment, you know, go to a movie, okay? Um, I want to be stressed mm-hmm. to a point to where I want to know my team is at least competitive. If you look at the last two years, You've got Jalen Green. You've got Josh Christopher. You got Sangoon. Now you got Ty 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 Washington. You got Jabari Smith. You got Tari Eason. It's enough. It's enough already. You know, you've tanked for two years. It's time to show the fans that we want to start being competitive again. You know, and I think with a a core like, you know, we just discussed here, you know, and I know everyone, you know, jokes about, you know, I get it, Willie Cauley Stein or whatever, but you know, you've got to mix some, you got to get some, just some veterans in here. You know, Eric Gordon deserves to be traded. You know, I think he's earned that to go play with a contender, but I think you've, you've got to get to a point to where, You've got to tell the fans, which you've totally lost this fan base, that, okay, we've sucked for two years. We've got a nice core. We're going to go out and, and, you know, Cam, a Cam Reddish, a Miles Turner, um, something to add a little bit of veteran leadership and make this team competitive again. Well, and I want to I want to address something. Don't hang up. Uh, Sean says, Mike, you got the Astros, the Finns, U of H football, basketball, all with title or, t- or bust uh, aspirations. And he's like, anything on top of that is gravy. He makes a great point. He's not wrong, pops. But what I'm saying is, it goes beyond that for me, right? It goes more to a mindset in sports that I've seen coming for about a year and a half now, where fans no longer are keeping their favorite teams accountable for their decisions. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? 
Well, it's a certain brain trust who are accountable. I mean, you know, I'm not going to blame um, Eric Gordon or I'm not going to blame Jay Sean Tate or guys like that for this, for them blowing this team up. I don't, I don't hold those guys responsible. Well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the title or, or bust aspirations. I'm talking, let's stay on that, right? My point is, what else is there in sports? Why else do you watch sports? You watch sports to watch your team get their asses kicked? I'm not talking no, about, I'm not, I'm not talking not about, about you. I'm talking about the fan, right? Talk about the fan. And I get it. There are teams out there that are, are not, you know, that are not going to contend for a championship. I get that, right? But I'll give you a couple of examples here, right? Why the Cleveland Cavaliers and why not the Rockets going out and trading their trade pieces or their dra- their draft assets for a guy like uh, Donovan? What about what about the Jacksonville Jaguars saying, "Hey, we're going to go well, out and go spend all this money and go get a legitimate coach and a guy like uh, Peterson who has a Super Bowl pedigree"? So those teams can do it. Why not the Rockets? And not sitting around with our thumb in our ass saying, you know what, we're probably going to win 20 to 25 games this year. Because don't sign me up for any of that. That's my point. Well, why is that there? Why is that there? Okay, 25 games. Oh, you know, that's good. That'll be an improvement. I, I don't get, and I get it. There's guys higher up than me. I get it. There's a plan. But, you know, you look at teams. And I get it. Golden State got lucky in the draft with the Currys and with the Thompsons. But you know what? They keep making moves to keep competitive. You know what? When Clay Thompson got hurt, you know what? They went out, they got Wiggins, Wiggins. they got Jordan Poole. They got, you know, they made moves. They spent money. They kept their fan base. I'll be shocked. And I think Hillman's probably a great you know, guy for casinos and restaurants. I think he's a crappy sports owner, and I think he's gonna he's not gonna be able to win this fan base back. And I'll tell you what turned it around eight years ago was when they went out and got James Harden out of the blue instead of Jeremy Lin and Omer Osik being the faces. All of a sudden, we had a legitimate guy. They took a chance. They gave him the the maximum deal back then and he turned this franchise around the fans came back yeah. that place was packed uh, I, it goes it goes to what Sean says they have two all-stars and another guy with greens upside so they're way ahead of Houston I get it trust me I get it we could have had Evan Mobley they made the wrong thing sorry I, I'm sorry if that offends people I would have taken Evan Mobley over Jalen Green I'm not saying Jalen Green is not a spectacular player. I think he's an all-star level type player. I would have taken Mobley. So the, the moves are there to be made. It's a question if they're going to be made. Any final thoughts before we wrap the show up? Why would you, but why do that? You know what? You could have had someone, in my opinion, Jared Allen, who's better than Mobley, first of all. And you know what? They bungled that. You know what? They didn't keep Jared Allen. Wow. They didn't keep Karis LeVert because, oh, my God, they didn't want to be, you know, a 41-win team and be in the playoffs. 
and screw up their draft picks. I get it, okay? But uh, two years, four picks two years ago, three picks last year, it's enough. It's enough. Yeah. That's that's my feeling. My man. Have a good night, brother. All right, man. This has been another episode of SV Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. If you're on Twitter, head on over to The Dream Take. Give us a follow there. Follow the mothership of The Dream Take, The Dream Shake, at Dream Shake SVN. You can follow me on Twitter at Bottoms Up, Fins Up. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow us on Facebook. Search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We'll be back live with you on Monday night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets.